Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a Stranger Things podcast. I'm Simon and I love Stranger Things. And I'm Dom and I also love Stranger Things. And tonight's episode for debate is multiple episodes as we are going to cover season one, episode six, which is the monster episode seven the bathtub and episode eight the upside down so dom we are back in the mind pond it has been a minute i know you hate that expression maybe minutes actually mean hours in the upside down i don't know we haven't quite gone into those you know mathematics and equations yeah i actually think it's just the same i think time is actually relative there maybe i'm thinking of uh what's that movie with matthew mcconaughey he's up interstellar <laughs> you know but what i will say is it's stellar to see you how are you my friend i'm very well thank you i'm very excited to talk about these last three episodes I think they're very good episodes and I'm excited to dive a bit deeper into them, into that mind pond. Terrifying. Or into the, the sensory deprivation tank. Absolutely. Also, how are That's you? That's I'm good, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> I'm excited to be back talking about Stranger Things. It has been a while. We uh, found it difficult to be recording these episodes on the same night as our standard sort of one tree hill episode so we have a new new sort of strategy going forward that we're going to release these once a month this will be the last time that we're covering well we're covering three episodes tonight but covering you know episode episodically moving forward we'll be doing one longer podcast episode to cover each season so next time we're talking about stranger things we'll be talking about all of season two which I'm really excited for. Crazy that, you know, we're already going to be moving into season two soon, Dom. Yeah, it feels like it's taken ages to get to this point, but it's nice that we're going to round off season one and then the next time we're talking about uh, Stranger Things, it'll be all of season two. So we've got a bit of watching to do in the meantime when we, you know, eventually get there. Um, and then we'll have a whole season to talk about, which is which is going to be great. And what I quite like is that we've already we've already jumped ahead so you know we've talked about bits from other seasons already so it'll be nice to kind of uh tie things off that we've talked about or mentioned already and go ah okay so it's happened here and this you know now we can really talk about it and get in depth so i'm looking forward to that yeah definitely and the duffer brothers have described their storytelling techniques as like long form movies like they see a season of stranger things as like one really long film and so i think being able to talk about it as one podcast episode will actually fit that quite well it's like it's a eight hour movie but we will talk about it in like three hours on a podcast <laughs> i really like i like that feel as well like there's, there's some shows that um where that kind of style really sits right and you're watching it and you think there's some shows you watch it and think they could have just made that into a film there's some shows there's some films you watch and think they could have made this into a series it's just too long um and then there's there's some that get it kind of just right and i think they got it just right with stranger things they've they've turned something 
pretty spectacular into eight episodes that, you know, I, I think if there had been like a two hour film of, of Stranger Things, it wouldn't have been enough. And we, everybody would have been wanting more. So, I mean, it would have, you know, brought on sequels and so on and so forth, but it's just not enough. So I think that it's perfect that they've made like an eight hour film, you know, which is, which is brilliant. Yeah, definitely. The, the, the Stranger Things as a film would be that film. Oh, so frustrating. I can't think what it's called, but it was like a, there was a film that had a similar kind of vibe. It didn't execute it as well as Stranger Things, though it was pretty well revered of uh, having sort of a, a kid cast and it being set oh can you don't know which one i'm talking about maybe came out like 10 years ago is it about monsters and stuff as well yeah yes yeah it's kind of sci-fi ish and i think it was set maybe in like the 80s or like early 90s it's really frustrating me i can't think what it's called and i was gonna make a joke they, about it being evolution do you remember evolution just, I loved Evolution. It was such I a bad film. That. But so good. It's David Duchovny, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> and uh Sean William Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like a brilliant bad film. Mm. But this was actually a good film. And it was it was compared to being Spielberg like. But but it what you know, not it didn't quite hit didn't quite hit i don't even know what to put into google it wasn't to... it was it no i mean it also had them vibes didn't it but it was the same um, same kids wasn't it mostly same kid yeah <laughs> what do i even just put into google movie with kids mm. spielberg like <laughs> no okay don't go there dom no, they're just coming up with Spielberg movies. Oh, eight. That's so funny that that's just come up. It's in the best the best eight Steven Spielberg movies, but that's made me remember. It was something eight, wasn't it? People must know this and are like, what is it? It's something eight? Super eight? Super, super eight? Is that a thing? <laughs> Shall I look it up? Oh, I'm trying desperately. Super, super eight, eight film, no. 2011. Yes. L Fanning. Super eight. There you go. Yes. Super 8. It was Super 2011. 8. Oh, it's J.J. Abrams did it. Who doesn't love a J.J. Oh, Abrams? Oh, and Spielberg, and Spielberg was a producer on it. Nice. There you go. That was kind of... That was kind of like Stranger Things if it was a movie, but didn't it didn't execute as well as Spielberg or as Stranger Things does. Mm-hmm. But I agree, it's... And I, and I think each season has that different feel. Like the first season of Stranger Things feels like E.T., you know, in there. And then the second season, or particularly like the third season when they're in like the mall and it's got a whole different vibe. And season four is more like the uh, the horror movies of that period. You've got like the fr- Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger, those like kind of Halloween vibes. So I like... Stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I like how the seasons, they are a continuation, obviously, but it's paying homage to different genres and pop culture icons and legends from the 80s. 
absolutely. I I, I just love all, like particularly in episode six. So in the in the monster episode, there's so many references to Star Wars in this. Yes, yeah, um, the Lando, so much Lando chat. So much Lando. Before that, it was like it's like sending R two D two to fight Darth Vader. You know, there was just mm-hmm. so much of it that that cropped up and made sense, and it just fits, doesn't it? Everything that happens in their life makes sense and i've got a big discussion topic mostly about episode six but it does carry on throughout all of the the remaining like the other two as well is that psychologically nancy is the the most messed up out of all of them she's she's seen a lot she's certainly seen a lot but even the the boys see a lot and by the end I still think Nancy is the most like let's let's discount Will because he's just become a monster, but it's yeah. <laughs> like Nancy sees this monster that she has absolutely no idea what's it. She goes through a tree into the upside down. She then has to come back out of it and is all gooey and stuff. Um, she's seen the yes. the monster and doesn't know what it is. She still dragged the deer away and she's just an absolute mm-hmm. mess. Now I I kind of think that because the boys live in such a fantasy world already that they're prepared for it they're ready for it but nancy mm-hmm. is so far removed she even says in the episode you know on sunday or like last weekend or whatever i was picking out a a, a top to you know that i thought steve might like and, mm-hmm. and that was her world that was her life and and now she's getting chased by a, a demogorgon and and being chased you know putting up bear traps and loading guns and all sorts and going on crazy this crazy adventure in the upside down so i i can't help but feel that she is the most psychologically traumatized and affected by everything that's happening because the boys are kind of like well we prepare ourselves for this every weekend when we play dungeons and dragons yeah they're kind of like young enough that they're half in imagination land anyway that you know that this is made playtime real though of course the stakes are a lot higher than when they're playing dungeons and dragons in mike's basement but yeah i totally i totally get that and i guess it's similar for um for will's mom joyce similar for joyce as well because um i mean again we've said this before but she plays agonizing mom so well and the way she's looking after Eleven as well, mm. when she's when they've made like the makeshift sensory deprivation tank in the school, it, she's so caring, and it's such a good dare I use my phrase, Dom, such a good juxtaposition because of course she's never had that mother figure in her life, not by choice. You know, her mum was taken from her and had her you know brain messed with um and then she obviously had this uh, papa father figure that wasn't a, a, a particularly good strong parental role model or presence so to have joyce there being so caring it's it's really nice it's lovely to see mm. yeah and the thing is it gets to a point where I even on a on a kind of craziness level, Joyce becomes incredibly accepting of what she's seeing. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't care. I just like this is bizarre and something that I would never have expected to have existed. But it exists and I'm gonna go and find my son. 
just dedicated to, to finding him. I know mm-hmm. he's alive. I know he's in this horrible place. I'm, I'm going to walk in there and I'm going to get him out. And yeah, uh, and I think there's just like a, like Winona Ryder just shows this amazing sort of sense of fear and, and, and kind of braveness at the same time. It's just, she puts that together so well. Yeah, definitely. And it is, it's that I actually don't give a shit about other dimensions and universes and whatever the upside down is. I just need to get my son out of there. That is all all that matters. And that is that is how you would feel. And I think looking back now, so anyone that's listening to this, retrospectively, we're currently we've seen the end of season four but we haven't seen season five so if any of these you know things have been advanced upon in season five we we at dom and i are stuck in time we're stuck right now on the 26th of october 2022 okay we can't hear your screams it's horrible (laughs) we're stuck in the upside down please send someone but the it's crazy to look back at season one now and when they're in the upside down i was thinking oh vecna's around the corner you know doing what he does mm. like we're we're literally just dealing with gordy who is just like a no disrespect gordy he's a no one really he's just like a civilian in the upside down right just he's not a, like the just a foot soldier he's the foot soldier just, he's not like the the big bad dude so mm. it's funny that when you look at it when you have the full perspective you see that season one we're dealing with this such a small little part of the upside down universe and it's so great because obviously it continues to open up like Gordy's face does and we get to you know get him you know see see the bigger picture yeah definitely and like I mean if we just jump back to episode six a little bit I thought this was a. I th- actually thought this was probably the best episode of the season, and I know we get so much from the next two episodes, particularly the last episode. But I really liked this build up, and it was like the the three different kind of investigating parties, and then eventually coming together and figuring shit out. You know, it was uh, Jonathan and Nancy off doing their thing, getting into trouble. Um, buying all the supplies to kind of torch the house if they had to and all of that and having the fight with Steve and there's, there's still a bit of normal life is thrown in. We have to remember that other people are living normal life, you know, and they're calling Nancy a slut and they've written it on the cinema kind of billboard notice or whatever it is. And yeah, um, it just life continues around them. I thought Nancy was coming down for pancakes and her and Jonathan have gone out the window and the mums had to undo the lock with a with a bobby pin and you know she just she can't just knock and accept that nancy won't answer she has to 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 go in and find out and and then we have hopper and and joyce obviously doing what they're doing and um they're they're going around together and they they go to they find eleven's mom who were then told you know by the sister that she never had the child and she miscarried and she got herself into this state because of the drugs that she was put on and so on and so forth and then we get the boys eventually finding eleven and and it's it's the kind of coming around to things as well as that we have reality edging into the 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 bizarre um all all kind of in one episode here and i i, I just think it's 
it's brilliant how like things cross over. Like any interaction that that Hopper has with the other coppers, with the other police officers, he's like, oh, for God's sake, you know, just deal with this shit. And then it's like, oh, this girl with a shaved head, and he's like, okay, I'm invested now. Where where was this? And you know, all of these things keep happening. And um, in in these last three episodes in particular, I just think they're brilliant. Definitely, they were easy. Both of us watched them in a day, like today, and uh, it was very easy mm. watching. Very easy. I was watching it um, like on my phone while like doing things around the house, and I kept finding myself just stopping <laughs> and like just standing there for a minute. Like I can't. I need to be fully invested in what I'm seeing right now, and uh, it's so good. I, the fight between Jonathan and Steve. Mm. It felt so real, like it felt so realistic, and um, like Steve's redemption arc is so good and feels really real. Like they don't overstretch his character; it's not super sudden. And then you kind of you kind of see through his perspective, and when he falls out with his friends, who, who the actors that are playing, I I don't know what their I can't remember what their names are, but you know, like. The, the freckly kid and his girlfriend mm-hmm. they put in such good performances uh when he says to steve he's like oh you want to fight me now you couldn't even take jonathan byers you know it like feels i don't know it's just, it's, it's it's a combination of being really well written and really well acted but i, I thought all of that all of that was great yeah, and when Steve Steve goes to apologise to Jonathan, he goes to Jonathan's house and he's knocking on the yeah. door asking for Jonathan. It's like he doesn't know Nancy's there, but Nancy's mm-hmm. the one that opens the door and then it becomes a, oh, like, what's he done to your hand? And then he starts to find out and Nancy's pointing the gun at him and he's like, don't shoot me, you know, I'm trying <laughs> to kind of say sorry. And uh, it it's just the fact that he was man enough to to go to the the cinema and say hey do you want some help help with that and they're like did you have anything to do with this he's like i just want to help and he cleans off the you know the graffiti that was graffitied onto the sign at the top and then he yeah he's again man enough to go around to jonathan's house and say to jonathan i'm sorry you know i, I don't want things to be like this way i'm sorry for what i've done and kind of the whole you know camera thing and the weird pictures and stuff it's just all those little bits linger and it's kind of like he needs to clear the air. He can't just leave it. He can't. He can't let it rest or go. You know what? We had that fight, and that's that's the end of it. I guess that is what it is. He he wants to go and make peace and do the right thing, and that's what makes him a brilliant character going forward as well. Is that actually you've you've got that? We had that. He Steve's a bit of a dick and kind of self-involved uh, element, and now we've got the actually he's really empathetic. And you know can really understand that the things that he said were were really nasty and not nice, and he kind of deserved a beating. So yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. he's just a brilliant character. I think it's so good that he he got to to kind of keep the part and stay in it. Definitely, and all brilliant characters are flawed, and that's mm. why they're relatable because we're all flawed, so we can all relate into that. And then having a great redemption arc just brings it all round so that then we're rooting for him so then when he comes back with the baseball bat and he's giving it to gordy we're he's the hero now like his we're rooting for him harder than anybody else so 
yeah it's great well i was anyway i i'm is that how you felt as well yeah definitely you you just want steve to to be okay don't you and, and to do well and and um he's just he's one that you want to that you want to be looked after i mean we know what happens in the future as well um and and you want him to to come out of it okay and that's that's all you sort of care about um and he's great it's like all the kids you want all the kids to be fine and steve to be fine um and then that you know there's a couple that i think okay they're a bit excess to to what we need so they can go (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's funny i'm i feel like i will watch stranger things so so many more times over my lifetime you know touch wood that i have you know long a long long enough time to watch it many times not that that's what i'm living for but you know what i'm saying it's uh i i it's just so good i could watch it again right now and like i'm not exaggerating i just think it is just such high quality entertainment and maybe obviously it's so popular for a reason but it's also just perfectly pitched for me and being nostalgic in the era that you and i love like we love you know the 80s and 90s and if we're getting that modern day view or making like the movie they're making tv and movies that we grew up watching you know but Mm. current it's just so perfect so perfect (laughs) what what did you think about lucas's um and mike's uh coming back together you know having to shake the hands but eventually them reconciling I think it's a really interesting plotline because it's brilliant that it's the rule of law and it's their rule, isn't it? It's, you know, if we fall out or anyone says anything nasty to the other or, you know, for whatever reason something happens, we have to shake on it and it has to be the person that initiated it. And Dustin is is very quick to, to put them in their place, you know, and, and he's he's such a realist as well, which is which is amazing. He said, you know, I... Like, it's fine, you can call him your best friend. I know that I joined, you know, I sort of appeared in fourth grade and um, you're you're going to see me slightly differently, but I don't care, that's fine. I I totally understand. And they talk about the rule of law um, quite often. And I I thought it was fantastic the way um, Mike puts his hand out because it's a really childish way of putting his hand out. It's a really (laughs) sort of kiddie version because when you go and shake someone's hand nowadays, like, if I mean, you probably don't but when you go and shake someone's hand you you kind of (laughs) angle it don't you to to kind of receive the hand whereas will had his hand like all fingers closed thumb closed held it out like i'm a kid i don't really shake hands so i don't know how to how to do it really so my hand is just going to be as as flat as possible and all my fingers and thumb is going to be closed and together which nobody actually really shakes hands like that they they kind of just put their hand out don't they like and grasp um, and I thought it was brilliant. I thought they've they've actually whether that was directorial or, or real. I thought it, it just hits home that this is a kid that um, again is is trying to say sorry to his friend who is another kid, and they're they're sort of living this weird fantasy life, but having to you feel like from this point they kind of have to grow up fairly quickly. I mean, maybe not so much in in the second season, but. They, they, like as time goes on you think that they're, they're dealing with um something that you think grown-ups with big guns and stuff should be dealing with <laughs> mm-hmm. and speaking of grown-ups with big guns a lot of people die um, in that school i mean just the women that by 11 melt in their brain to be honest 
I mean, that's the woman that killed Benny, right? That gets her eyeballs kind of explode out of her face. Yeah. And when she turns up at the teacher's house, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. Mr. Clark. Don't hurt Mr. Clark. Leave him alone. He's just a nice guy. (laughs) He'll give you science advice on a Friday night at 10 (laughs) p.m. Exactly. Exactly. Let's not wait till Monday. Let's do it now. (laughs) And um, I, obviously the the massive moment as well that's very like ET like is when there are the kids are on the bikes and Eleven flips the the van up over them, which I remember watching for the first time with F and it being like a whoa moment, <laughs> like even just as a viewer. Which I mean, as an effect, it's awesome. It looks great. But I mean, you know, we live in in the era of marvel movies and all these crazy cgi effects but it goes to show that if there's build up to it and there's meaning behind it that less is more and having that one effect there at that part of the episode had such a greater impact than having like iron man or whatever marvel movie and it's just the whole thing is cgi and all these explosions and effects and it's like well actually i don't give a shit because there's nothing at stake here and you're not selling me the story underneath it now these aren't shots fired at marvel because i know it has a massive fan base massive is an understatement (laughs) and that people love those movies and i've just i've never really bought into watching them like that and i'm sure if i did i'm sure i'd enjoy them but i'm just saying that there's an art to this filmmaking you know when scorsese came out a few years ago and said that marvel movies aren't movies and he's basically saying that that they've taken it's taken the art out of filmmaking um and i can't say i disagree i mean i think this shows uh that you know you can get those points across without having to slaver cgi all over the screen constantly i mean the only bits of cgi we're really getting is on gordy right yeah and in the upside down i guess like you know some of the effects mm-hmm. and, and probably a bit of green screen when uh mike jumps off the ledge oh yeah in the ravine bit yeah. but that, that's about it well, how do you feel? You what you watched all the Marvel films recently, didn't you? So you you you're in a position to have a have an opinion. Some of them are really good, really entertaining, and quite funny. Um, there's there's some really good moments in it, and I can see why they're massive, particularly the Avengers films, because you have all mm. these like major actors together as as their characters going through the motions of of the film, whatever they've got to do, and and some of their films are. Like the first Iron Man film was really good. The 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 second one and third one are a bit hit and miss. Um, but yeah, the Avengers films are, are are quite good. I actually watched them all in the order that they're meant to be watched in, so not necessarily the order they're released in. Um, and because Disney Plus does that for you, it gives you them the mm. the order that they should be watched in. Um, so I did. I just watched them all <laughs> in order once, um, and I think they're all right. There's, I don't really have any any problem with them. I, I get what you're saying though. There's, there's, you can you can say so much and bring so much across with words, and sometimes just actions. If if we look at uh, Eleven as in, as an example, she said about 
10 words in the in these three episodes you know um but brings so much to it you know millie bobby brown brings so much to to her character um just by screaming and pointing and reacting and just having a sad face you know depending on what's going on um but yeah in an iron man film you've got you know robert downey jr's voice in a computerized version of him he's wearing a helmet and you don't really know what's going on so yeah it's I, I can see why um people and let's like scorsese and directors and stuff would have a uh like an aversion to marvel and avengers films but they are just pure action as well they're literally here's a nugget of a storyline here's all the action behind it and here's the resolution and that's that's how they're that's how they're framed though i don't think they're selling it to be a bit of artwork or they're they're not selling it to be a you know an oscar worthy film they're they're selling it as just pure action and entertainment because they're comic book films so you know for sure yeah and there's a place for all of it there's enough space uh, for all of it you know and it's great is it it fit there's something for everyone isn't there and you know i really like black panther i watched that one i've seen the last avengers movie strangely <laughs> at the cinema <laughs> that ruins it. which is good yeah and uh and ant-man i watched you know i've seen a couple of them and and they, they like i do like them they are good but it's not like i feel a need to buy them or watch them again or have you do you like uh, ryan reynolds yeah. at all oh i love the deadpool have you seen deadpool and there's a new one yeah 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 so i love that because because of the humor because it's such dark humor and because he's just he's just wonderful i love everything he's in pretty much breaks the four four massively and just pisses all over marvel you know and even other characters he's played in marvel he takes the piss out of so it's even you know it's just as good yeah that's perfect actually have you seen um is it called Project Adam? I think it's called on Netflix with him. It's really, really good. I, I've been putting it off. I, I, I've sort of watched the trailer quite a few times and thought, oh, should I watch it? Shouldn't I? And I've, no one I know has watched it. Well, except for you now. So, Oh, it's really good, man. It's is really good. It, is it a film I would choose or is it a film yeah. I would watch? Both. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> it's a film... Well, you haven't chosen it yet, but yes, I think you would. And uh, it'll be a good one to watch with your girlfriend. It's like a good Saturday night film. Okay. Like it's got action in it. has all the CGI stuff that I was just talking about. But it also, <laughs> it's him. So it's very, it's funny. And uh, you know his process. F was telling me this that from like an interview is that he'll get the script and then he takes it and does his own rewrites on it and puts his own humor and punchlines and things in it but apparently he's like meticulous like so hard working and dedicated to it and you kind of get that because everything is in he kind of has his humor to it doesn't it he's kind of but yeah anyway we've gone off track <laughs> the bit where at the end of the the finale where Lucas is hitting Gordy with his catapult as a slingshot and then the edit of when he hits it with the rock and then you think he's knocked it to the wall but it's actually 11. It's such a good moment. It's so good. I mean, obviously we know it's coming but love that moment. Obviously we've seen 11 do that a few times now, you know, now that we've seen the the whole of the show up to where we're at. 
But also we now know looking back that she'd previously done this to Vecna, right? Like she basically obliterates Gordy back to the upside down. And this is what she'd previously previously done to Vecna. But it's great. And we get Christmas vibes. It basically <laughs> it ends like a Christmas film because it's Christmas time. Hopper's at the police station. He's just there for the food. He just hates everyone with his sunny disposition. And he's leaving their megos out. And and we get the great reveal that it was Steve that bought the camera for Jonathan. So he really was, um, you know, felt guilty and trying to be a better person. So it helps us root for him even more. It's a great, it's a great ending. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it kind of feels like it ties things together nicely and, and finishes them off nicely. So you don't feel... Um, like you've lost anything you know when you can watch a season and you think oh, I just they, they're really not hit the mark uh, you know on, on that finish and I, I kind of feel like I've been cheated a little bit out of a, out of a decent ending to the season and a little taster of what's to come because the taster is that fucking grimo slug coming out of Will oh boy <laughs> which becomes um, what do they call it that becomes like his dog, the dog thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> in season two. What does he call it? it? Begins with D, doesn't it? Like door. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Doggo. <laughs> he calls it something like that. Yeah. Gone. Um, and and so you've got that sort of little nugget when he goes when he's sort of looking into the mirror and he turns the tap on and then everything's in the upside down for him we know that will is is still messed up there's that big link and and that's what we want to find more about you know everyone else is kind of doing their thing uh, we know that 11 is being looked after and hopper is is um providing food you know might not be great food but at least he's he's doing his bit so we know there's more to come but actually i think it's tied off quite nicely and i was thinking if if they'd been right if if people had been right and when they said season two wouldn't exist, you know this show wouldn't continued, would be we would we be satisfied with with season one? And I, I saw I was trying to think of it from from that angle, and I actually thought yes, I actually thought as much as we'd want season two or more of this to come, if they were to turn around and go, okay, we're not going to make any more after season one. I think we've got a really good season and it it has a lot of good content and it's a it's some really really good episodes and really enjoyable so what what do you think you know if, if they were to turn around and say season one is all it's going to be do you think we had a good resolution it was kind of it i think so i think we'd always want more or i would want a letter from the writers to say what they had <laughs> a personal, not to me personal not to me personally to simon yeah. <laughs> this is what we're gonna to do mi- mr oh, simon just mr mr simon oh gosh yes <laughs> and because uh, you'd want to know I'd want to know the outline like did you ever, did you watch Santa Clarita Diet with Drew Barrymore yes I did after your recommendation yes right and you liked it <laughs> it was alright yeah I like I, I loved it and then it just ended abruptly like it didn't have a good resolution at all it was like teeing up for something big the next season yeah. like, do you remembering yeah, the point yeah, at the yeah. ending and then it was just done and it got cancelled i have no idea why i i i maintain to this day that i'm the only person in the world that enjoyed designated survivor on netflix 
Nobody else seems to have watched it. Nobody else seems to have given a shit about it. I watched all three seasons and then it just ended. And it ended because it was just unpopular and, and they didn't sell, you know, they didn't get the fourth wait, season. Wait, wait, wait. Is this the thing with um, Kiefer Sutherland? Yes. And he's like, everyone dies in the White House or something. And so he's, he's like now the, the guy in charge or something. And he becomes the president. Right. My parents raved to me about this really? they loved it and they were telling me telling me for ages to watch it they told me it was like prison break like not <laughs> like not like prison break but had that kind of vibe of like craziness i wouldn't have described it like that but it is a bit bonkers maybe they were just trying to get me to watch it and knew that prison break was the key <laughs> yeah. it's like prison break meets lost yeah meets one tree hill and stranger things <laughs> yeah yes. I, I, I and cobra it. kai and cobra kai i'm so glad that that you said your parents watched it and loved it you have to tell them that i've seen it all and watched it and loved it and i, just, I wanted more and unfortunately everyone i speak to said i found it boring and i'm not gonna watch it i even um said to ruby ruby watch it um give it a go and try and and she hadn't done and then she thought okay I've, you know she had some time off or something like that and she was a bit bored so she's like oh, okay i'll put it on i think she watched three episodes and she's like yeah i'm not gonna go back to it and and just because i think it's just not keeping her engaged but with me i was like actually i'm, I'm really finding this interesting it's really good <laughs> do you do you do you feel like personally offended when if you recommend something that you really like and someone else is like ah. Yeah, it's know. heartbreaking, isn't it? Did when someone just turns to you and just goes, "I wouldn't have picked it." <laughs> I mean, I wonder what that feels like. I wonder what that emotion is like. You'll have to tell. I me. wouldn't. I wouldn't know. <laughs> but it's only the Adam Sandler films that I've done that with. I mean, there's other things where I've gone, I wouldn't picked it, but. There is the Adam Sandler films where you said, watch this, it's like Oscar worthy. And I've wanted Uncut to... Gems. It, no, you say films. Oh, film. film. It was one. Film, one. One. And it was dreadful. We got a very high critic score. They're wrong. It's because he wasn't playing a fool. I mean, he was playing a fool, <laughs> but normally he plays a bit of a dopey idiot and he was doing something a bit more serious. Okay, I've got one that will make up, make it up. It better do. That's an Adam Sandler movie. Is it did the, you watch Hustle? I haven't watched it yet. Ruby's watched it. And did she like it? She said it was all right. Yeah. Well, she's undersold it to you. Let's <laughs> just let's get that out. But in you the open. massively oversold Uncut Gems. Ma- oh, massively. But I will try Hustle. I will give it a go. Well, I'm. But it also, I have to be aware self-aware that it combines two things that i really love which is adam sandler and basketball so it 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 was appealing to me anyway but Mm. it's him in a serious role and it's really good and it features so many actual nba players in it like the main guy in it is an actual nba player and it's just a really good story and it's not it's like a great mixture of comedy and drama but it's more drama with sprinklings of uh comedy in it i i really recommend it it's really okay. good I'll try. i i i am confident in it okay. for you there's two great film recommendations back to back that'll be a great double feature what was the other film recommendation project adam oh yes 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 okay yeah 
Have you got anything for me? I'm dry over here and dehydrating. <laughs> Give me a film to suckle on, selfish <laughs> fucker. Jesus, talk about a one-way relationship. <laughs> you got to give, well, okay? You can't just take, take, take. You're the man in the with all the time to watch all these programs and films. What time, Simon? So I know that you know you while you're pretending to work, you're actually watching films and stuff, and you know. <laughs> give me the goods. I will send you some recommendations after this podcast because I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Useless. <gasps> you are a waste of air. <gasps> you out here <laughs> breathing air. I'd rather Gordy was here. It wouldn't be maybe be much of a podcast. He'd be roaring into the microphone. Do you want me to just do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'll be like, Gordy, tell me how you feel. <laughs> tell me how you really feel. <laughs> no, I love you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, whatever. Just send me some films that I can watch, and then I want to just turn around and say, well, I wouldn't have picked it. I wouldn't have. Well, what about... Is anyone, anyone else really need to... Papa looks, uh, got jumped by Gordy. But he so get, he gets away though. I mean, we know yeah, he we, gets. We know he gets. We away. know that, but we didn't know that at the end of season. Why didn't one, she melt did his we? brain? Why didn't she melt his brain? With all those MPs turn up, they're pointing guns at him. The woman that is like fake FBI, they all get their brains melted. Why didn't Papa get his brain melted? It's emotional, isn't it? It's emotional, man. Can't just go around <laughs> melting emotional connections. Well, she's a mass murderer. She can do what she wants. She really is, though. She she's the worst. <laughs> she's like she is. She's the most brutal this, you, like we've ever come across. This is just perspective, isn't it? If we if we change the perspective from, you know, just a, an innocent guy, I'm going to work. I've got a new job. I'm doing security. Don't worry, my love, my darling wife. It's a safe job. It's got benefits, dental, health insurance, all of that. Where? Where, where, where? Oh, I'm working at the uh, energy plant. Wait, what What are they What are they called? The Department of Energy at Hawkins Lab. Right, I'm working there. And uh, sandwiches, thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, just a normal work day. I'll be back home to put the twins back to bed by the time I get in. Um, don't worry, I'll mow the lawn on Saturday. Goes to work, gets fucking brain melted. Well, can you imagine turning up for work and go, right, hello, Simon. Right, I'm your supervisor, I'm your sergeant. Right, so today this is what we're going to do. What's his face? The professor wants us to go running around Dr. What's his doodars? What's his name? Dr. Brenner. Pa- Papa. Well, yeah, but we're not going to call him that because we're the, we're, the, we're the soldiers, we're the military. We don't call people Papa. Dr. Pepper. That's how they got Pepper. Dr. Pepper. They just misheard it. So Dr. what we're, we're going to do, what you're going to do today, because I'm, I'm going to stay yeah, here because yeah. I'm a, I mm-hmm. work behind a desk now. You know, I've got a bad knee. Well, what, yeah. you, what you're going to do is you're going to join these other guys and you're going to go in those trucks and you're going to go and find this this little girl. Nice and easy. No problem. Easy one yeah. today. We think she's in a school. So if anything, you're just going to be walking around a school when you come across her, pick her up whack her in your truck and bring her back is that all right 
Should, should I take my lunch or just leave it in the locker? Leave it. You Do can you have, it, have it when you get back. You, you, I don't think you'd be out long. Just a quick... Okay. It's a quick one. No. Yeah. So, thank you for the opportunity. Looking forward, like, for easing me in. No You know, problem. again, I've got a couple of kids at home. You know, I really appreciate this job, the security you've given me. It really, honestly, thank you for, for all of this. I'll tell you what, um... If you if you get back on time, I'll let you go early today. You're you're too kind, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you you bring her back at like at a decent time, it's it's it'll be close enough to to, to sort of shift change anyway. But if you're back early enough, I'll just let you go. It's fine. Don't don't worry about don't worry about clocking out. I'll clock you out so you get paid for the full time. You're. Thank you so much. Yeah, because I've got a bit of a headache today. Yeah, you know, it's fine, it's fine. It's a bit of a tight squeeze, so I, yeah. Thank you so much. I hope I don't get my fucking brain melted by <laughs> an 11-year-old girl. I hope it doesn't leak out child. my eyes. <laughs> and all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she broke She's another a kid's arm. She's she's right. Oh, he had it coming. No, he had it coming. Let's turn Stranger Things round. She's she's the evil one, and it's all about her being a baddie. And Mm -hmm. she has a band of evil followers. And actually, Papa is a goodie trying to stop evil from getting out on the streets. Well, Papa is never really determined whether he's good or bad, is it? It's kind of like in the middle. He he doesn't. He's not ethical. He does experiments on kids. How is that a good thing? Wow. <laughs> That's why Simon's always got a can of Coke, trying to get kids what? to to crush Don't it. Say that he finishes the drink and he's like, "Crush my can for me, child." What? It's, it's not, not ethical, Coke, is but it? I'm not evil. It's not Coke. It's a Doctor Papa. Doctor Papa. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, he is evil. Well, we know he's evil. Uh, ish. Like, no, he's, he's also... He's fully evil. Well, do you know a bit I had to skip towards the end? You had to skip? I had to skip. That's um, Like, the 10-second skip was when uh, when Will was... They were trying to resuscitate him. And obviously, I know he's going to get resuscitated. But it was intercutting with Hopper reflecting and thinking back on his daughter dying Mm -hmm. in the hospital and i don't know if it's because i have a kid now so maybe it's i think it's probably that it was just too hard to watch like it was too emotional and too hard to watch so i just had to skip through yeah because not you of course because i don't have a child yeah just devoid of soul completely devoid of emotion yeah yeah yeah, that's fair. Enough. Laughing at that point, were you just uncontrollable <laughs> laughter? You sick fuck! You need your brain melted, <laughs> don't you? If I could do it, I would. I'm, tr- I can't <sighs> squeeze it. <sighs> Stop it! <laughs> Ravioli come out your eyes. <laughs> well, what would you give season one out of ten then? Oh, it's got to be a 10. It's what a fantastic season. Like I said, they they could have ended it there. If, you know, if there wasn't a budget uh, and it wasn't such a massive success and hit and they weren't going to create any more 
I think what a great, great season. And it would want you, it would leave you wanting more. Um, and it's got to be a 10. The nostalgia in it is fantastic. The music in it is, is fantastic from, from start to finish. Um, uh, uh, and it's great. The acting in it is great. Uh, I think this is actually one of the best seasons for, for acting and performances. You know, I, I've said it already. I've said it on a previous episode. Um, as um, MBB gets more dialogue, it's not great. Um, the same for for Noah Schnapp. Uh, as he gets more dialogue, it's not great. So, yeah. But this season is definitely a 10. What about you? What are you giving it? Excellent. Yeah, it has to be a 10. It's perfect. I, I This season is so good. It's so, 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 so good. It's so good that I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray if it exists. It's on Netflix. People are like, oh, well, why are you going to buy it on Blu-ray? Get out of my business. I like to have a physical copy. I, I want to tell people about your birthday present. So Simon's birthday is in July. It's, yes. it's two weeks after my birthday. So mine's the 5th. Simon's is the 19th. If you want to get yep. us a gift next year, brilliant. But I tried to get Simon a gift this year. So before his birthday, I ordered him something. I thought I was ordering him something quite cool and quite nice. And it said limited edition. And it mm. said it was brand new. And I was like, that, that's excellent. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order that. I'm going to buy it. And nothing, still nothing. Now they're saying January. You might get it in January. So August, September, October, November, December, January, six months away from your actual birthday. And that doesn't count as a Christmas present. No. I know what you're like. I don't <laughs> want you being like, well, it counts. About- no, I will not <laughs> accept it. You know it. what I'm like. <laughs> and it's, I'm going to tell everyone it's, it's, a, it's a Funko Pop, or Pop Funko, whatever way you want to say it, uh, of Dustin in all the Hellfire gear. You know, that's... Firstly, that's so cool, and I'm very appreciative. Thank you. And I look forward, even if it comes in a year from now, whenever, I look forward to having it and it gracing my shelf to never be opened and only <laughs> oh, no, looked at. No. Uh, what's, what is a shame, though, it's a shame it's not here because you and I are going to Comic-Con in Liverpool in when? Like a couple, like three weeks, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 19th, so like three weeks' time. And... Gatin, how do we say his last name? Uh, Matarazzo is going to be there, so it's a shame because I could have taken it and asked him to sign it or something. How do boys call him Gaten? What did I say? Gatin. 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 Yeah. I Never don't. Mind. I. What did? What? Well, let's go with what you think because. I'm sure that's probably right. Let's just call him Dustin. <laughs> wow. He is going to be there. And yeah, he's my favorite character for sure. I love him so much. So it's, uh, yeah. So let's. But it's, uh, it's awesome to have that. Thank you. Let's let's move on to that then. Oh, do you know the first episode was released on the 15th of July, 2016? There you go. I didn't know was that it? until just now. So it was out for your birthday. Speaking of birthdays. Um,. Uh, favorite character of the season then uh, i i mean uh, i love dustin but steve's redemption is so good like you're riding for him so much at the end but he's such a douche for the first two thirds so i, I i'll go with dustin overall what about you hopper it's gonna be hopper isn't it? <laughs> i love hopper 
<laughs> I think Hopper's so good. I I think right Hopper, Dustin, and um, Mike, Lucas, Steve. No, Duncan, Mike's all right. Joyce. I I think I think Dustin. I'm gonna go for. I'll go for Hopper. Yeah, I'll go for Jim Hopper. He's going to be my favourite for the season because he just, when he comes round to it and he starts to believe the kids, he's just like in hero mode for the whole, mm-hmm. for, for the rest of it. And he's just like, he's exactly what they need. And they're calling him Lando and he's going to betray them and so on and so forth. But he's exactly what they need <laughs> and he's he's exactly the right person. You know, had it been the other police officer that's a bit, you know, geeky or whatever, I can't remember his name, but gets punched in the face by Jonathan by accident. It just this nothing would have been a success it would have been an absolute shit show it had to be hopper it couldn't have been anyone else and um david harper just does a fantastic job of it as well so um but yeah hopper so on the on the back of that then do you have a favorite like performer of the season anyone that really stands out to you well, I think part of the magic of this show is that the kids are so good and kids can be very hit and miss mm-hmm. in in TV and cinema, but not here. They all hit. Oh, Favourite before? I mean, it's. I think you're hard-pressed to not give it to Winona Ryder. Yeah. Because she plays panicked, you know, insane-driven mother so well. So I think I would... I think I'd give it to her. And you? Uh... I'm going to give an honourable and massive shout out to Natalia Dyer because I think Nancy, Mm. particularly in these last three episodes, is um, a brilliant character and goes through such a change of character as well. You know, her her arc is just crazy, goes from being this, you know, very boy centric schoolgirl to I'm going to get a gun load it up with ammo and shoot this fucking monster and try and mm-hmm. find my friend and that's what it's mm-hmm. all about and and she does have this extremely emotional and psychological kind of um almost like backlash on herself in that she's just so affected by what's happened but is keeping it all in um and just it does that really well. So, like a massive, massive shout out to to Natalia Dyer for just pre- just presenting that so well. But it, it has to be Winona Ryder, I think, as well. She's just her performances in every episode. I think pretty much got a mention uh, as we went through the season. So it's got to be her. Let Let me ask you a question. What about if you could pick? Though I think I could guess. What would your favorite song be of like the whole season? It's got to be Should I Stay or Should I Go by The Clash. Um, but there's so many, so many good songs. I mean, there was even a Dolly Parton song in, in episode six that's that's a great song and a, a few others. Just, just loads to pick from, but I will pick The Clash. It should have been like the first to set off like a crazy number one from, you, you know, even though it was a song from the 80s, you know, like uh, Running Up That Hill did. Mm-hmm. What about you? Do you have one that stands out? Uh, yeah, that one stands out because that's what Will is kind of like murmuring to himself. It like kept him going, didn't it? So, mm-hmm. and, and it's crazy that we kind of forget that Noah Schnapp is seldomly in this season. He's such a big part because it's centered around his disappearance. Mm-hmm. But 
he obviously plays a bigger part going forward. I mean, not to jump ahead, but to jump ahead. His performance in the second season is it the sec? Is the second season where it go the mind flare goes into him, doesn't it, and sort of takes over, sort of parasites his body, right? Yeah, and when they were like the um, the arcade and stuff, and he sees, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. This next one, his performance in that is insane. Like I know you're saying he falls off in like his quality in season four. I think you. were sort of more getting to mm-hmm. in season two it's like some of the best kid acting i think i've ever seen um so i don't know with child with child actors do you think it's that as they when they're younger to some degree they're more free because they're kind of being themselves or they're not in their own heads they're not you know like the ego isn't building up and being self-conscious and as they get older those things come in or what what do you think that is i I think some of them have done a a fair amount of work before haven't they there's a few of them that had been on broadway and so on and so forth so they've got a level of experience and live experience that helps uh, and really puts them in the in the right frame of mind to be able to 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 do a you know either a film or to do um a, a television series so um, that, but, that's but, that's, but, but what's making them fall off is what I'm saying. I know that that's what's making them good, but what is what then, as they're getting older, can make their acting deplete? I, I like think, why? What are they losing? I think too much influence from from other things. There's you know they they almost become influenced by other actors, other performers, or they take direction differently because if you tell a kid to do something in a particular way, they'll just they're exactly they're in their, they're in one mind, aren't they? They're really like quite quite single minded children, you know, for the most part. And there's no complication. It's not difficult. It's like, can you do this? Yeah. Can you pretend to be that person? Yeah. Okay, go and do it. Okay, and they're going to do it. But when you're giving someone a bit more substance and they're old enough and they, they're old enough to kind of compute it and put it together and analyze it and you know really read into the script a bit more and oh I could do it this way and they have a bit more creative license that's where it gets a little bit iffy I think um, and I, I think particularly with with those two um, so I said Millie Bobby Brown and, and, and Noah Schnapp there's, there's a bit of overacting mm. uh, um because Caleb Caleb McLaughlin in season four is fantastic. It's really, mm. really good. But I think those two, and, and Sadie Sink as well, I think those two unfortunately overact a little bit. I think because they're, they're, quite, they're quite big, you know, they're quite popular. They've, they've got a massive social media presence. They're, they're both really good friends as well, but there's, there's just an element that they push it too far. Um, in terms of their performance um, and it's really un- like Eleven in this season is really understated even when she's like screaming uh, fucking Demogorgons and thrusting them into a wall um, it, there, there's nothing complicated about it it's just like this girl has powers can thrust this person this kid into a wall go and do it make it happen you know break this kid's arm or melt these ten people's brains through, through their <laughs> eyes you know and there's no, there's no, there's just no complication, is there? So, yeah, that's what I think. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's no, it's good, and we'll track 
we'll track it as we go through and see where we think the that the changes. downward goes. Yeah, because I agree with Noah Schnapp in season four, but I didn't particularly notice Millie Bobby Brown's acting, but I will obviously now forever be more aware of that (laughs) so when we get to season four i'll pay more attention but i think you're right caleb mclaughlin and uh sadie singh they're gonna have huge futures like they're gonna be like future oscar winners and the future like heavyweights in uh hollywood well it feels that way anyway Mm um the one the person that i really don't know which way it's gonna go it's gonna go like either we're never really going to see him again like as in this will be his peak or and he'll do cameos in some comedies here and there or he's going to continue and be super successful is uh gatin or gatin mm. however we're saying it um i really don't know which direction he's going to go like i really hope that he well i just hope that you know that they're happy in whatever that they're doing yeah because yeah. uh, it's not like people have to be actors forever and people go behind the scenes and leave the industry and whatever um but i really can't predict it what do you think do you think he'll have a continued successful adult career or do you think this will be like his peak um I think he's definitely got enough about him to have a successful adult career as well uh, as an actor or performer or whatever he wants to do. Uh, I think he's great. I think he's got he's got a very sort of grown up way about him anyway, even from this season. So I think I think hopefully that carries on and continues, and he has like a mature head about him, and he can you know push himself to whatever level he wants to get to. I I, I genuinely thought you'd say um, Finn Wolfhard who plays Mike. Well, his actually, his probably, besides Millie Bobby Brown, and obviously Winona Ryder and David Hobbit, he's probably had the biggest career already, like as in he was in both It movies. Mm -hmm. He was on a movie the other day where F and I were flicking through the TV, and there was just some random film that he was in that must have been post this season, maybe around season three or something of Stranger Things. He was in the Ghostbusters remake, reboot. Um, so I think I think he's pretty set already. You you don't think you think he'll fizzle out? Uh, I wasn't sure. Uh, he's one that I can't quite put my finger on it. I think Millie Bobby Brown does so much um, social media wise and has uh, links to like a makeup range already, and has kind Florence of Florence by Mills. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. So it has all these like entrepreneurial elements about her. Um, uh, and the others seem to like have sort of promising careers and he's already having that promising career and it Mm. makes me think are we going to get to a point are we going to get a bit of the Macaulay Culkins are we going to get are we going to get to a point where we're so successful that nothing's ever going to be good enough and he just kind of stops yeah I saw an interview of him like a GQ interview I think and he was saying that he wants to be a director he wants to be behind the camera, so let's hope that might be that's successful for him. Then. Yeah, I wonder if the Macaulay Culkin thing is obviously a very apt reference, Dominic. Well done. But the I, I wonder if it's a bit different these days in that because when say when Home Alone came out, which was what nineteen ninety was it or ninety two around there early nineties, it was the amount of films and content that came out in a year was so much less 
than what comes out now. So that Macaulay Culkin was thrust into stardom because the, the, by almost process of elimination and then also add the fact that it was incredibly talented. It's an amazing movie, Home Alone. You know, we've done a whole podcast episode on it. It's up there, one of the best movies of all time. Not even just Christmas, just one of the best films ever. And uh, But like with Stranger Things, obviously they're completely catapulted into stardom and success and everything but there is also it's not just stranger things you've got stranger things here you've got game of thrones you've got the walking dead you got i don't know what else is massive lord of the rings marvel there's like so many things that are huge at the same time that so it's the same but it's not as particularly maybe not as isolating as that mm. what do you think yeah yeah i think you're right there's 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 so much content in the world and so many different ways of viewing it that, you know, people might not have even got round to Stranger Things yet because, you know, I'm, I'm trying mm. to complete Prime before I complete Netflix, you know, and, and they've just, <laughs> yeah. just not made their way over or people don't have Netflix accounts so they don't watch it. Um, so the, but then you have, you know, the other people that, the, kind of the other face of it where people do watch it and love it and it has massive fandom across the world and it's you know propelled them into to to fame already but it's split isn't it shared that you know people have favorite characters and and characters that that they don't like so much whereas when it comes to films like home alone it's basically just him isn't it obviously you've got the Mm -hmm. the 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 sticky bandits or wet bandits whatever you want to call them um but you've mostly got macaulay culkin doing all that acting in this Mm -hmm. film you, you know pretty much on his own for the whole for the whole thing you know I mean, we say he's on his own. He obviously interacts with other people as he goes through, but essentially, it's it's him, isn't it? The majority of the film is is this one kid, and then we had a second one that was pretty much this one kid. So, and then there's other films that he's then in, and it's just um, just became too recognisable, didn't he? And just mm-hmm. like absolutely massive. Um, I, I guess it's just too much for one person to handle. And when you're nine, it's just it's just a bit much, isn't it? Just that I I just think it's like thank God we didn't have social media in those days, really, because mm. it, it, he could have been a bit messed up even before we'd got to you know the ability to have social media and stuff and so forth. So yeah, well, doesn't that make you think? wouldn't it be better if we didn't have social media now (laughs) like as in it's 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 undeniable isn't it like the world runs on it now we all run on the internet and all the rest of it and there's so many good things that come out of it and we're all addicted to it it's like hard to not pick up your phone to check email and my thumb just goes to instagram it's like it's just a just like reflex Mm. um but God, it, it does feel like so much of a more simpler, better time without it. But let's finish this on a much better note. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger Things season one, awesome. So good. We both love it. Looking forward to season two, Dom, and getting stuck into that. So we're probably we're going to cover a couple other things. Dom's got some Ultimate Raven stuff that he's going to be recording. So we'll probably get back to this in a couple of months with season two. So we'll take a little break from the mind pond. We'll get out of the sensory deprivation tank. We'll let our 
bodies you know dry you know we've had that shrimping thing in your fingers when you've been in there too long just give Gordy a break give everyone a little rest but we will come back we will finish Stranger Things we will never not do Stranger Things as long as Dom and I have breath in our lungs we will be here to talk nonsense about movies and TV shows that hopefully you love as much as we do one hundred percent i can't wait to get to season two i know we've got a lot of stuff in between we might even have christmas in between uh and have to come back to it but i'm very much looking forward to smashing my way through season two and then getting the opportunity uh to talk about it and with my very good friend simon who you know will just abuse each other all the way through but it doesn't matter that's what we're here for that's what we're here for and we hope that's what you're here listener (laughs) also for we we thank you for listening we thank you for being on the journey with us if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and how how could you not then please check us out support us ravenshoops.net why dom because gordy likes to go through but sometimes he likes to go through nets ravenshoops.net any final thing to say Dom that's it for me just should we do Ravens on one please I'm gonna, I'm gonna count us in as we're in the upside down we go the other way so three two one the Ravens uh...